0: I'm tired boss, tired of being on the road lonely as a sparrow in the rain.
1: I'm tired of never having me a buddy to be with, to tell me where we are going to, coming from or why.
0: Mostly I'm tired of people being ugly to each other. I'm tired of all the pain I feel in here in the world every day. There's too much of it pieces of glass in my head all the time, can you understand, yes, jump, you think I can,
2: Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Friday, June the 5th. We are coming to you from our homes all across Southwest Missouri. My name is Joey Mills, and I'll be honest, it's hard to sit down and do a podcast today as the world burns around us, but we're going to try to do what it is that we do every week. Joining me today on the show, we've got...
3: Curtis. Dakota. Dustin.
4: Emily. And k
2: And we are a bunch of fans, artists, creators, critics from the Midwest talking entertainment and pop culture, taking your comments and whatever. Thanks for joining us. And thanks to those who are joining us on cast. I know Tara is on cast. She's running the cast room for us, (laughs) holding down the fort on cast uh, on the Pop Goes the Culture podcast, cast channel. (laughs) <laughs> whatever we need to come up with a shorter name for that well feel feel fans. free to type your comments as we're talking we'll read them in again we will probably use them on the air like we usually do before we get into the headlines what's everybody been up to in the last week or so and i know we just had this discussion before i hit record but let's have it again what's everybody been doing in the last week or so
5: well i caught up with eric and marty right There's some time for the end so um, that was really enjoyable, like I said, there are a couple of weaker episodes at the beginning of the season, and they really pulled it off. I think,
3: yeah, that ending was it was a pretty good ending, super sad though, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, the last I'd say the last two or three, probably the last three or so have been pretty good. Yeah, they've been like, pretty
3: yeah. solid. Like I you said, it was,
2: there was kind of a couple there in the middle. You're like, eh, I don't know. But then, yeah, they they finished strong, I think, yeah.
3: The last five were better than the first five. For sure.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I think, think as, as a whole, yeah, I think so. I think there's individual ones in the first five that might have been better than some of them in the second five. But as a group, yeah, I agree the second half was probably a little better.
0: Yeah. I thought the and middle not... ones kind of had a feel of, like, the older episodes.
2: Right, Yeah.
0: Uh, So that may have kind of turned some people off. If you're more used to the newer ones, you know, but I I still liked them, and maybe it's because I, yeah, I dig the originals too. So
3: the last episode reminded me of the old Rick and Morty.
5: Yeah, yeah. That and the last episode both had like an original feel, like an old school Rick and Morty feel. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree with that.
2: What else? What else? That's
5: that's a big one for me. I got uh, Minecraft Dungeons
2: oh yeah and what
5: do you think think of that yeah Yeah. how's that I'm only a little ways in but it's pretty fun Um, I think it's a fun family game too I think it'd be good for kids to play Minecraft Dungeons
2: can you play it multiplayer like with a single like a split screen type deal or is it
5: yeah it has touch co-op what
2: the hell just happened
5: (laughs) 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 aliens man that was weird
2: I think it might be Dustin (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
6: no, I think it's Is Dustin. It
2: awesome. I think they're still probing. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All
6: right.
2: We're yeah, just going to go ahead and mute me. him for, we're just going to go ahead and mute him for now. <laughs> uh, Dustin, if you could still hear us, uh, disconnect and reconnect and we'll, we'll open you back up. I think you're, uh, we may need to call somebody. <laughs> we may have to get yeah. the EMS or FBI or somebody involved on that one.
4: Yeah, there's
2: something going on over there. I think uh, he was listening to the police scanner or something and somebody was playing Chocolate Rain or something over it. Anything else you guys been up to in the last week, give or take, since we last met?
7: Um, let's see. I made it through Space Force.
2: You made it through the whole thing. Yeah, what'd you think?
0: I liked it. I know a lot of people are kind of not digging it because they say it's not you know funny enough or whatever. But I mean, everything in it—it kind—it had that same feel that you know the Office kind of had, and you know Parks and Recs, you know stuff like that. So. I, yeah. I thought everything landed pretty good. John McAvoy is freaking the best part of that show. I Steve Carell, but John—he's just amazing in that part.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's the consensus I've heard. I've heard a lot of neg—not negative, but just like it doesn't quite hit the mark of like people that expected a Space Office. But I haven't heard anything horrible about it for sure.
2: Yeah, I've heard a lot of people are having a hard time getting into it, and the folks that can get into it say it does get better. But, yeah, I've heard a lot of uh, I tried and I couldn't get through the first episode kind of comments. I don't know. I haven't sat down, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, it is a little tough the first couple episodes, but once it starts rolling, you get where they're going with the humor, and you get where they're going with the story, and just it's, it's funny. There's some great stuff in there.
2: Before we uh, ask anybody else, let's see if we can check back in with Dustin. Let's see if his uh, probe is over. Hold on a second, Dustin. Can you hear us? Dustin, hello. There he is. You're hey. right. Okay, I had yeah, I had him muted on this end because of the uh, the the probe or whatever oh, okay. was happening. So yeah, we we heard the aliens land and uh, work their magic. <laughs> Uh, also, we've had uh, both Brad and Hawk have joined us as well. So we are just talking about what we've been up to uh, in the last week or so, what we've been oh, watching and taking um, in. What's up?
3: I have to mention, uh, go and download Run the Jewels' new album, Run the Jewels 4.
2: Is it good? It sounds yes, like it, it must be. it is very easy. good. Okay. It is very good. Very cool. What else? Anybody else?
7: Uh, I've been uh, I've been grilling all week. Oh yeah, I've done. i nice. nothing with grill hamburgers. That's what you guys was hearing me eat. So
6: <laughs>
3: it's been nice. It got a new
7: charcoal. It's it's a used charcoal grill. Someone with gave those them.
3: with those crunchy onions that felt nice in your mouth.
7: Oh yeah, they were nice. They're lovely. <laughs> that, <laughs> I've been watching
3: a
5: lot. What's that? I've been, I've been watching a lot of King of the Hill, so I can't condone a propane gr- or a charcoal grill. <laughs> <laughs>
7: hey, I like. I, I grew up on propane, so.
2: And
5: so you uh, want to
7: taste the meat, not the heat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember be watching the Pacific. Okay. Uh kind of I don't know, maybe I'm celebrating Memorial Day late, later than <laughs> everyone else, I guess. Right. I had a friend come over, we played D D, and then he watched Band of Brothers, and then he borrowed it, and I wanted to watch it, so I went ahead, went ahead and watched the Pacific instead.
2: Oh, hey! The aliens are back. <laughs> All right, we'll go ahead. And, I've got Dustin muted again here. All right, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's something. I don't know. He's he's been uh, targeted by aliens tonight for probing. Uh, huh? hey, anybody else got hair. hair. Yeah, it must be the hair.
4: I don't have anything like super pop culture. I finished um, my rewatch of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, which is yeah. you know it all, it gets better every time. You always. <laughs>
2: Find something new.
6: Watch something and
4: see something new every time. But I've mostly been just like editing and working and yeah, doing all the all the stuff to make money this week. <laughs> yeah, all the adult things. Yeah,
5: I <laughs> mean, Roll for band. episode one came out on Monday.
2: I was going to mention that if if nobody else had yet. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about it. Tell us how it you kind of put it together and what you got going on.
5: Well, I thought it would be a super easy, no big deal kind of thing. <laughs> and it turned into a whole lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody's I mean, I it's been great. Like I everybody's been fun to play with and I think I mean, I might be biased, but I think it's surprisingly watchable. I thought it was going to be kind of boring or hard to watch and I I think people might actually enjoy watching it. It's a uh, Logan's doing a great job as a DM and it, it's fun.
2: Yeah, I've dug it. I watched the first one, and I've loaded up the second one, but I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it yet. I plan to do that probably yeah, I'm soon. I'm going to watch it yeah, after we,
7: can. we get done here.
2: Very awesome. Good. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's fun. I think it'll be good. I mean, if you're enjoying it, if you guys are all – it seemed like everybody was enjoying it. If you guys are enjoying right. it, yeah, keep going. Keep doing it. Make as many as you want. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> let's, uh, let's try checking back in with Dustin here again. I'll unmute him. Uh, hey, the yeah, it's, it's finished. All right. We're good for now. Anybody, anything else uh, before we roll on? I mean, there's
1: an upcoming episode of Fanatics in the Fandom. was really cool. To, really, to Hang
2: on a second. You are way quiet. I'm going to have to turn you up on my end here. Try that again, Hawk, if you would.
1: Can you hear me now? A little That's better.
2: I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm cranking you up, hoping we can get something. Try that again. How about now? There you go. That's better.
1: Yeah. I said and the Fans got a really great upcoming episode about uh the wonderfulness of the TV show psych as well as the controversy of uh Arrowverse, all things Arrowverse, coming out really soon. Very uh, cool. As well as wrapping up wrapping up Firefly next upcoming Wednesday, last two
2: Right on. I know a few folks were on that uh, episode of Fanatics and the Fans, so be sure to check yeah, that out. A yeah. little crossover. The crossover episode.
1: <laughs> there uh, was, right. was a great deal of uh, people as well on the Wheaton on the Watch Party Wednesday uh, this week because uh, it was messy. Right. Was his favorite episode. Uh, we actually didn't play them in the order that we played. We played him in the order that Fox played. Just because I wanted to see if there's any difference in watching him. And there actually is There's a huge difference in watching them and Josh together. He's watching them in Fox's order.
2: Hmm. You, I don't. That's weird. I mean, I'm sure there is, but I, I had never thought about you know what a major difference it would or wouldn't make. Is it like noticeably different last. to the story, or well, what'd you say again? The,
1: mess, the, mess, the last episode is the mess. Okay. So, I mean, that's a very impactful episode. Right. So. Uh, and then uh, having uh, obviously, space is the last episode makes no sense. Wow! You know, uh, why? Yeah. It's just a good episode. It's a great episode. Uh, prepping the the if you look at all the entire first entire season, great prep work, for character development, wonderful, wonderful stuff. But of course, I wasn't in Fox was in Fox in the '90s, so. My, obviously my opinion don't
2: matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nor that of everybody else that wishes that had gone more than one season. Well, we know that you all have watched, read, listened to, attended, played, did some things as well. Let us know what you thought about the entertainment you've taken in the past week. Leave us a recorded message with your one-minute review on the hotline at 417-986-7842. We would love to include your one-minute review in a future episode. You know what else we did this week, Kenny? We recorded a different podcast. We did. <laughs> I totally forgot all about that. Dude, that feels like three months ago. And it was Monday. It's, I
0: know, it's, been, a, it's been a week.
2: <laughs> it has been a week. Been... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell yeah. us a little bit about the show.
0: Uh, we're doing... It's called the... Way Awesome Show. <laughs> Way Awesome Show. It's brand new. <laughs> like I, it's been a week. Yeah, it it's, has. Man, it's been craziness, but yeah, it's, it's fun. We're just talking about the cool, fun things from... Our past, since we are a little older than most, we have some little fun <laughs> '70s, '80s, and '90s things to talk about. And Joey started us off with the uh, Gremlins, little read-along, and '45 that you can <laughs> listen to from Hardy's.
2: That's right. So, and then you've got this next one coming up. So.
0: Yeah, and I'll be doing this next one so you, everybody can tune in if they want to. And so I thought it was cool from the childhood.
2: Right on. You can catch that at popgoesaculture.com as well. Well, cool. Well, let's jump into the news stories that we've been watching this week. Um <laughs> There's been a lot of news in the last week, and like I said, it feels kind of weird to be sitting here talking about this inconsequential bullshit entertainment stuff, but we're going to try to get through all of these, and then we're going to have some time at the end to just kind of talk in general. Um, so let's get through the news stories. First up, Variety reports that Academy Award nominee Ryan Gosling has been tapped to star in Wolfman, a, a reboot of the Universal Studios horror films. That whole franchise started back in 1941 with Lon Chaney Jr. Uh, Gosling himself apparently came up with the pitch for the film, uh, which Variety reports as being a, in similar in vain to Jake Gyllenhaal's thriller Nightcrawler from a few years back. Uh so he he had originally wanted to write and direct and star in the movie, um, but the studio said, "How about you star in it, and we'll get a couple of writers to write it and direct <laughs> and a director to direct it for you." And so after after those conversations, the, yeah, he agreed. Yeah, I'll just I'll just act. Um, so they have yet to tap a director, but. You know we just got a Wolfman movie not all that long ago but this feels like they're getting away from the the whole shared universal horror thing and going kind of almost like an invisible man approach where it's just a standalone and it's not connected to any sort of old continuity or anything like that would be available' my question what was that I'm sorry is if they not, did they not think that Curtis would be available for the Wolfman? I, I heard I heard if they let him take his shirt off, Curtis will star in just about anything.
5: <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll live for free, actually. I mean. that, that was
7: a nickname of mine, Wolfman, but like 10 years ago. No
2: joke. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what were you going to ask, Kenny? Because he used to eat
0: deer, though. Yeah. I, I was just saying, you know, you were saying that it's not a you know, they're not shooting for a shared universe, but you know, if they start making these movies and you know, they start doing well, then who knows?
2: Yeah. That's, that's well, the Suddenly too.
0: they're connected.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Suddenly Elizabeth Moss and Ryan Gosling are the invisible woman meets the wolf man. Yeah. yeah.
7: <laughs> who do you think that they would have to direct that movie?
2: Uh, right now they're talking, the short list, uh, is Corey Finley who did bad education over at HBO, um, so oh. they they haven't really entered into negotiations yet as far as getting a director locked down. So we'll see. I don't yeah, know.
0: You can. It, you can tell all if anybody turns around and answers
2: you. Yeah, exactly. Especially if it was the Invisible Man, but it's not. It's a uh, God, the, we got terrible jokes <laughs> Wait, none of us yeah. are feeling funny tonight, are we? All right, let's keep moving on. <laughs> all right. Uh, Netflix has added another movie theater to its portfolio. The streamer and is everybody okay? Somebody choking out there? (laughs) Nope. Okay, good. I'll keep going. the uh, The streamer and American Cinematheque, the previous owners of the iconic Hollywood Egyptian Theater, announced on Friday that the theater was officially changing hands effective immediately. In a joint release from the two parties, it was revealed that Netflix Netflix plans on using the venue to house premieres and screenings for Netflix programming, while American Cinematheque will continue to have the ability to showcase their programming on the weekends and whenever theaters are actually able to open back up, of course. Uh, The purchase provided American Cinematheque, a nonprofit based in Los Angeles, with some money, uh, while still giving them the opportunity to show their programming of course, this is not Netflix's first theater. Last November, they purchased New York's Paris Theater under a similar premise. Instead of becoming a regular exhibitor, Netflix simply uses the locations to screen its own content. This was all done, if you'll remember, as a way to get around the uh, Academy who was trying to say that you know maybe we make a rule that if, if something's streaming but not shown in theaters, then it's not eligible for Oscars. And so Netflix ran out and bought a couple theaters and said, okay. Well, we'll just stream it you know have two streamings on a weekend and call it good so so they're only playing the stuff that they're making they they are whenever they want to if they say hey today we're putting this out and we think it's got a chance to win an oscar so this weekend we're going to have screenings of it but then the rest of the time the old you know because it's a non-profit uh, they're letting them yeah. still use it however they wanted to again the whole point was just for netflix to have a way to yeah. To make yeah. sure they have a screen in case the Oscars decide that you have to show a movie on a screen for it to be considered Oscar-worthy.
0: They've been putting out some good stuff, you know. I I really love this extraction. I, th- I thought, you know, Hemsworth did an amazing job in that. and Tons of action. They keep putting out good stuff like that. I'll keep watching it.
2: I think they were thinking I think they were thinking more along the lines of like Roma and you know the whatever the Scorsese four hour Scorsese snoozathon was that came out last year. I think it's more for the yeah, Oscar can, stuff, can, but yeah.
0: Well they can keep making that shit too, but uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, that shit is why they so bought off. theaters.
0: <laughs> <It's> still shit. <laughs>
2: In the era, since we're talking movie theaters, in the era of social distancing, drive-ins are becoming an alternative for some moviegoers, if there's a drive-in in your area. And on the strength of that trend, there's an indie horror film that's been the king of the box office for a while now. IFC films, the wretched it's about a young man that moves, moves in with his father and there's a divorce. And then there's some kind of, you know, like a evil dead type supernatural threat, you know, lurking in the home. Um, it's been out for the last five weeks and it, because there's nothing else out, it's been number one at the box office for five weekends in a row. Uh, under normal circumstances, you've got to have like, especially this time of year as we're hitting the summer movie season, you would you would normally have like a blockbuster movie that is number one at the box office. Um, the Wretched took in $181,000 last weekend, its fifth weekend in release on 75 screens, drive-in screens. And that's the first time it's actually dipped. Um, this, it originally debuted on just a dozen screens back on May 1st. Um, the movie has made over $800,000 now, which would be really good for an indie horror film, even if it wasn't released in the middle of a pandemic. So kind of interesting that there's, a, there's a, an audience and a platform for a film like this. If the film can stay at the top of the box office this next weekend, it will join an elite group of only 15 films over the past four decades that have managed to hold the top spot for six consecutive weeks. Um, The first real, the first actual real challenge could be Christopher Nolan's Tenant, which is currently scheduled for a July 17th release if it holds that release date. Um, The current record holder (laughs) for the most consecutive weeks atop the box office is E.T. with 16 weeks. So probably not going to hit E.T. level, but it could could hold on and, you know, it could be one of those things like we talked about the uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, how it was kind of... It had a weird record because, you know, they kept it on the road and it just kept going. Um, this could be another one of those things where a, a weird record is set and a small movie is uh, joining some elite company just because of the situation.
0: Finding little workarounds to, you know, to get those kind of numbers. And get those- Did you say they were playing in drive-ins?
2: Yeah, there's actually still drive-in theaters across the country there were you know they can show some films apparently so it's is it's, someone it's burying a body I think it's Hawk Hawk yeah. is burying a body yes between the alien abductions and the bodies being buried and Kurt, <laughs> Curtis making love to a grocery sack <laughs> we, we've had some we've had some yeah. uh, some noise interference tonight yes uh, so anyway yeah so The fact that it's on 75 screens now and it's still making that kind of money and staying at the top of the box office is good for them. Glad somebody's making money and finding a way to get their movie out. According to. Yeah, it is. According to. Go ahead. Come back
7: with like the old grindhouse theaters, you know? It's probably all we're going to have anymore is like these low budget horror films.
0: They
2: seem to
7: be
0: doing
3: good.
2: Yeah. Yeah, if that's it.
3: I'm totally okay with it.
2: Yeah. The rest of it, we can just have it streamed directly into our homes. So,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Well, according to a casting notice posted online, it looks like the CW is not going to try to replace actress Ruby Rose as the character Kate Kane in Batwoman after all. Um, But the show is going to go in a different direction. The casting notice is for a new character, um, using a placeholder name that reads the character is quote about to become Batwoman she's likable messy a little goofy and untamed nothing at all like Kate Kane the woman who wore the bat suit before her and then it goes on to describe the character a little more so but it sounds like rather than trying to replace uh, Ruby Rose and in that role they're just gonna say you know what eh' we'll we'll, we'll just make another character we'll pull another one out. Which, you know, I'm not sure how that'll work in the series, because the fact that it was around Kate Kane, who's Bruce Wayne's cousin, her father is in charge of the, you know, private police force, her sister, Alice is the main villain of the series. I don't know how it's going to wrap all that up, but I I guess we'll see. Yeah, it feels
4: like the first season was super, like, personal and, you know, about, like, characters that we all kind of know, like, like... Bruce Wayne's cousin, that kind of thing. So it'll be, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if they can pull off just an entirely new character. Not
1: to mention, not to mention, Kate Kane is also tied into the Arrowverse. Yeah. So, like, closely tied into the Arrowverse. Yeah. After the last crossover.
2: Yeah. well. So yeah. The last couple. Yeah.
0: So since we've got some. Pretty hardcore uh, comic guys here. Does that description fit any characters? No. They have been in there.
2: No, I've never heard of Kate Kane. Not or. a
7: Batwoman character, like kind of goofy, whatever. Kind of made me think, think of Carrie Kelly, Kelly. But
1: she's it kind of describes Emily.
4: Hey, you caught me, drug runner.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> Dodging the Gotham Police Department. <laughs>
2: Uh, exactly. If they're looking, I mean, it's open casting. You, you, should, you should take a look <laughs> They're
4: looking. I'm perfect.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a swerve, and they're just bringing in, you know, a Barbara Gordon character to do it or something. I don't know.
2: Yeah, casting notices too can sometimes be misleading. I mean. It, as long as you get the general feel of what they're really looking for, some of those specifics that they like to throw in are more red herrings, especially on a high-profile project like that. So, we'll okay. see. We'll see what happens. It would be wow, weird wasn't. to go from Batwoman to Bat Girl, but whatever. You know, you do what you gotta right. do.
0: I'm not, could be in I mean, college or something. Yeah. young. Could they
2: even do a Barbara Gordon? I don't. I don't know why they couldn't. At this point, you've
5: seen a. Just in a wheelchair and and a computer.
2: I think they'd probably go pre-shot. Yeah. Before we shoot and paralyze her, let's go ahead and have her up on her feet for a little while.
6: I have
4: a question. So for for this, did she like let them know before the season was over that she would be done? And, like, um.
2: No, she 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 let she let the cw and the producers know after the what became the season finale aired so apparently there's still a couple of episodes where they've shot some scenes but they didn't have enough to actually make them into the episodes so it'll probably be a lot of her um stunt double and shots from the back of her head and type stuff. And I'm sure they'll end up like killing her or something. So she didn't, yeah. even, so she didn't is- even
4: like um, do it do the full season like
2: well, she well it, it got well the, the season was cut short because of the whole corona thing. Yeah. so whatever if there was normally let's say there were normally 23 episodes they had to stop at like 19 because production had to stop and so makes- she, she just was like well and so they said that's okay well that's the season we just paid extra you know whatever your contract was here you got it for 19 episodes instead of 23 and she said okay well I'm good then thanks I'm gonna bounce mm-hmm.
5: I oh, mean, I it is Ruby so. Rose, so she could have very well just ghosted him, too. <laughs> yeah, she's cold. I want to see the Zack Snyder cut of this season. Uh, exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, heard, I heard it's awesome. Uh, if you'll give us $30 million, we'll produce that for you. Yeah. It's it's totally done. It's totally awesome. Everybody has seen it, but nobody you know. Um, but yeah, we don't have yeah. it done. But it's not actually done. Yeah.
7: yeah. Going back to the Barbara Gordon thing, I, a couple of years ago, made a... Uh, a design in photoshop and it's a the handicapped uh symbol but it's got you know bad ears and it says oracle above it and wow. it really insensitive bro it was <laughs> for a friend of mine who was in a wheelchair it was her favorite character oracle so i made that for her and she okay, was on a shirt for so <laughs> yeah. that's what that you know. That's what you get for assuming insensitivity. <laughs> fair enough.
2: Fair enough. Very, nice fair enough yeah. <laughs> very nice of you. Yeah, very nice of you. Moving on. There you go. You do that. <laughs> Moving on, actor J.K. Simmons has stated in an interview with People TV this week that he is currently under contract to appear in two more Spider-Man films. Uh, he explained that while he's under contract for two more films, it doesn't actually mean the studio is required to use him in any specific movie. So he may be in the next Spider-Man movie. He may be in a Venom movie. It could be whatever the studios decide to do. His contract is with uh, not with Marvel. It's with Sony, so...
5: But they did pull him in to the, la- the very end of the last
2: They did, Marvel and Spider-Man. they liked what they saw enough to sign him to two more. Because
7: so we'll... the other three movies you know, didn't convince them before.
5: Apparently. I feel like people, people will just never forgive them if they ever recast J.J. Jameson. J.J. Yeah. Jameson. yeah Yeah. I think
2: so uh, well why would you you've got a guy who's willing to do it and he was perfect as it so
5: yeah he's the perfect Jameson so yeah
2: there's no reason to recast especially when he's willing and able and he's still alive and he's jacked now still isn't he I don't know if he kept that up or not (laughs) Uh, (laughs) he was (laughs) was Spider-Man's ass I was gonna say for a while there for a while there he could have put on a suit and gone after Spider-Man himself
5: I thought, yeah I'm gonna take
2: pictures of it iconic <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of funny to see him and uh what's his name Tom Holland both you know posing down to see who's you know more cut or whatever that would be fun. Yeah. i mean
4: I wouldn't be surprised like with how the with how the last movie ended if you know now spider man's like yo, um, why'd you do that <laughs> like no so problem.
2: Yo, Jay Jonah, what's Jay up? Jonah
7: Jameson comes up slapping him around. Was I rushing or was I dragging?
2: <laughs> nice, I'll deep cut there. I got it. Thank you. <laughs> nope not not my time.
1: Ironically, this particular story from Spider Man is what made me stop reading Marvel comics. So naturally, it's a movie. Um, <laughs> of course, I just hope it's, I hope it's better than it was in the comic. Well, it
2: can't be much worse. You, get, you set the low bar, and then you're like, hey, all we can do is improve on the source material. So, Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, this week, DC Comics announced a bunch of cancellations. Uh, there's been a lot. A lot of them were not like... Um, it's not like they're canceling ongoing series in a lot of cases. It was things like the Giant Comics, which were Walmart exclusives. Um, the Facsimile mm-hmm. Editions, which is where you know they recreate the old you know, original comic book from whenever. we I'm bummed then. about that. Yeah. Some of those are pretty nice. Uh, yeah. I mean, and then,
3: it's just an affordable copy of the original.
2: Yeah. And then like yeah. the, uh, the, some like the dollar comics, you know, some of those types of things. So it wasn't like they're like, fuck it, we're not making another, you know, Superman comic book. They're like, hey, we're not going to make a reprint of Superman number whatever from 1972.
5: So, Now's the time to be picky about that stuff. To be fair, so
2: yeah, I mean, if you're gonna make cuts and make smart decisions, now would be the time to do that. Yes. Oh, I'm
3: totally okay with this decision, but except I disagree with the facsimiles, though.
2: Yeah,
5: I can't. I Those can't are... imagine how well. I'm oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I can't imagine how well the Walmart stuff ever sold.
2: Yeah, I I think it never really sold well. It was just a way to try to get. Their stuff in front of more eyeballs, but I don't know if you've ever went to look for one of those at Walmart. (laughs) They are buried Um, like on the bottom shelf of the checkout lane, you know, that's always broken. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. They should just be just strictly Walmart exclusives and like they shouldn't be able to buy them at a local comic shop, right? I don't think any of them are canon anything either. I think they're just like, it's a lot of of reprints, I know. Super. Um, There's one of them that like uh, Superman uh, shoots Lois Lane. It's like super controversial, so it's like going for like hundreds of bucks.
5: Bitch, better have my money.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of comics, the 2020 Eisner Award nominees were announced today. The winners are usually announced at San Diego Comic Con, but. That's been shut down as well. IDW Publishing and Image Comics had had the most nominations. IDW had 13 plus one shared uh, nomination. Image had 11 nominations, including six shared ones. So uh, more than 20 nominated works this year have more than two nominations across the 31 categories. Um, so a lot going on. The one that with the most nominations was Dark Horse Comics' Invisible Kingdom has uh best new series best painter best cover artist and best writer so a lot going on there writer it's a and good Ar- series it is uh writer and artist uh james stokoe has the most nominations of all the creators this year uh, he's nominated for best writer artist uh, best single issue best humor publication um, so a lot going on, best comics-related book, best p- publication design, a, a lot of uh, award nominees. You can check out the whole list, and actually, you can vote through June 18th at com. That's E-I-S-N-E-R-V-O-T-E.com. So go vote if you're a comic yeah. fan.
3: To touch up on that uh, Invisible Kingdom, like yeah. for real, that artist, Christian Ward, he's yep. an incredible painter. Yeah. Like, it is just mesmerizing, all the stuff that he does. So, like, and not only, like, is the art good, but the story is good as well. So, definitely go check that
2: series out. Absolutely. And in other news, I hope you all heard about this. Uh, So, last week a gang of wild monkeys that's not like a euphemism for anything that's not like the name of a gang they're not like the wild monkeys we're the um, wild monkeys yeah it's actually just a gang of wild monkeys attacked a laboratory assistant uh in India in Delhi India and escaped with blood samples from coronavirus patients so positive tested confirmed positive coronavirus blood samples a, a gang of monkeys jumped a lab assistant as he was walking out of the building, took his coronavirus blood samples, and took off that <laughs> is like guys, that, that has about
7: these monkeys
2: that is the twenty twenty like headline in a nutshell right there that's like that's that's all you need to know about the year twenty twenty <laughs> Uh, it like, doesn't oh, even God.
4: sound real. It just sounds no. like something you would see on like a like a comedic <laughs> show, like as a side like joke, like a gang of monkeys attacked a laboratory assistant and escaped with a batch of coronavirus blood test samples, and you're like, okay, and then that's it, and then you go back to the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, it's
5: like, like a feature on a bit, yeah, or
2: or it's on yeah. <laughs> the it's on the TV screen in the bar, like at Moe's on The Simpsons or something, and it's like <laughs> yeah. just, just like a side gag. Yeah, exactly, but no it's true according to local media <laughs> the, <laughs> the animals assaulted the lab assistant snatched the COVID 19 blood test samples that had been taken from three patients and took off one of the monkeys was later spotted in a tree chewing on one of the sample collection kits the times that's of india videos. reported. yeah that's yeah. disgusting yeah <laughs> uh but test samples from the patients uh had to be you know taken again obviously The undamaged kits were later recovered, and uh, (laughs) the superintendent of uh, the medical college, he told the Times, uh, quote, they were still intact, and we don't think there's any risk of contamination or spread. Uh, Yeah, if you've seen these, it's the rhesus macaques. They... uh, Normally they run around India anyway and they like, you know, if people are outside and they're eating or drinking or whatever, they're like nuisances, they come up and like, they don't so much beg for food as they just take the food from people or take (laughs) their drinks and stuff. But I guess because everything's been on lockdown, uh, there have been gangs of these monkeys, like wild gangs, <laughs> meeting in the streets and fighting over like trash and stuff. And it looks like it might, a scene yeah. out of like Planet of the Apes, you know?
7: Planet of the Apes, or like the Reverse <laughs> Army of the Twelve Monkeys, where they're actually monkeys.
2: Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it's been <laughs> well, crazy. Right so, but now they're now they're like going for biological warfare apparently against us. So. Oh my gosh! Twenty twenty. We need more street cans over there. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You could just make a whole series. What, yeah, I'd watch
5: it.
7: Yeah, I you said what kind of monkeys they were. I've just been picturing those horrible CG monkeys from the first Jumanji movie. Yeah,
5: Holy no, shit. Not, yeah, no, not. I've sure. been stuck on. I've been stuck on the macaque thing for a minute.
7: I've been stuck
4: on macock too for a maturity. Just another
0: Thursday night for Dakota.
2: At some point we've all been stuck on Dakota's macaque, so <laughs> okay, it's all right, don't worry about it.
0: Dakota's just stuck on macaque.
2: <laughs> Oh, boy. Every week we ask you to tell us what you think are the top stories. Caleb Smothers on Facebook sent us this suggestion. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but toy brickmaker Lego has paused some advertising for building sets and products that include police stations, uh, SWAT team members, police vests, and the White House in light of the ongoing protests following the death of uh, George Floyd in Minneapolis an email sent to some online companies that sell Lego sets requested that any marketing for those products be stopped. Um, again, that's more than 30 products total. Um, but Lego has reiterated, uh, quote in light of recent events, Legos requested the below products to be removed from any sites and marketing. The Lego spokesman Mm -hmm. said, we're still making them. We're still selling them. We're just asking that we're not like actively promoting that we're selling them right now. So, uh, Lego of course has gone on and said, quote, there is no place for racism in our society. Our mission is to inspire and develop the builders of tomorrow. And that includes inspiring them to be tolerant, inclusive, and kind. Lego said they're going to donate $4 million to education nonprofits that will help teach children about racial equality. Um, so Lego saying, you know what, not only are we not going to promote right now, uh, these sets, uh, but we are also going to put our money where our mouth is, and we're going to match. Or we're going to, you know, four million dollars to help with education programs. So good of Lego, good on them.
6: Yeah,
5: yeah, I uh, I really like that, and I know PlayStation was supposed to have a PS5 event today too, and they postponed that. Yep. Um, it's just good to see corporations that you normally wouldn't expect to care about anyone or besides money. Yeah to, and like, actually stand up and have a voice about it.
2: Yeah, the, and you can kind of tell it's it's you know yes every company that has an online presence in the last week has You know made the same blanket statement it's like somebody had like went ahead and drafted the template and just like emailed it to all the companies and was like here you go just plug your name in and tell you know everybody how wonderful you are um but then there have been a few companies um that have actually stepped up and drafted their own version their own statement um ben and jerry's being uh one of them that's been the most vocal um so yeah so good on lego for for their stance as well Let us know what you think are the top stories each and every week. If we use your suggestion, we'll give you a shout-out in an upcoming episode. Send us your suggestions on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for and follow us at PGTC Podcast. Links to all that and more at PopGoesTheCulture.com. We had a pop quiz this week. We asked, after discussing it last week, what is your favorite song of summer? We had four suggestions that we came up with after a lot of discussion. We asked you to vote for your favorites. Here are the results. Tied for third place. So nobody finished dead last. We had a tie for third, each with 15% of the vote, were Summer of 69 by Brian Adams and Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys. In right. second place with 30% of the votes, was In the Summertime by Mungo Jerry, which means in first place with 40% of the votes was Schools Out by Alice Cooper.
0: Hell yeah.
2: Taking the top spot. Uh, So congratulations. Thanks to everyone who voted. We are going to... Paused for just a minute. We're going to take a look at this weekend in pop culture uh, and a whole lot more. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back hey, right after this. Quick, so yeah, before review. we yeah, hey, go ahead. Quick, so yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I, I learned something today. Uh, okay. The, uh, my My son had d and D thing at the house uh, yesterday. Okay. And they had lost a, they had lost a D twenty, and uh, I was just playing a little game with the family here and just rolling, see if we could guess and have the number roll up. And on here, it was hard to tell which was the six and which was the nine because it has a little asterisk beside it instead of like the line underneath it. Right. So I was asking, how do you know? And my daughter who's 15 was like, well, you take whatever it is. If you go to the opposite side, those two numbers add up to 21 and that's how you know. So I was this years old today when I learned that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, that'll. I don't know uh, if
0: anybody else is like me out there and didn't know this, but
2: the, the, like, oh, the, the faithful D and D players are like, yeah, no shit. But but for
7: the rest of us, when it's it's a bad roll, it's always a nine. Never go with a six.
2: (laughs) There you go. Always take what you need. I roll
0: sevens. I roll sevens like constantly. I get made fun of. That's like a running joke when we play.
2: Right on. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Okay. This weekend in pop culture, June the 6th. Uh, 1844. The Young Men's Christian Association, better known as the YMCA, was founded in London. Hmm. Nice. Nobody cares. All right, June sixth. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, huh? I'll be damned.
0: Interesting. Have oh, <laughs> you <is> ever not... <laughs> been to? Who here has been to a YMCA? And, at, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I've never like yeah. stayed at the YMCA.
0: No, I never had either, and I didn't know that was a thing. I mean, we went there and played basketball and stuff, but I didn't know you could eat there and sleep there and all that other shit. So yeah. a lot of it's, other guys didn't
5: know that. It's fun to stay there,
2: actually. <laughs> Is it now? Yeah. <laughs> I hear you can get yourself clean and have a good meal, and do whatever you feel, really. Yeah, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> well, I'll be doing. Have to check it out. <laughs> I guess so. You should go in and ask them about it. Yeah. <laughs>
6: Just-
2: June the 6th, 1933, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, the first drive-in movie theater opened near Camden, New Jersey. The first feature film shown was 1932's Wives Beware. Admission was 25 cents per car plus 25 cents per person. So if you show up with just yourself and macaque, it's 50 cents. If you bring some friends with you, it's 25 per car and 25 per
5: person.
7: You know, that kind of makes sense. You know, drive-ins are kind of grungy and gross, and it makes sense that it came from New Jersey.
5: That's
2: true. I hadn't thought about that. I guess you're right. (laughs) June 6th, 1944, D-Day. It's when Allied troops crossed the English Channel and landed on the beach of Normandy, France, turning the tide of the war against Germany. So...
1: Since um, you're since you're watching uh, about that.
2: Band of Brothers in the Pacific, there you go. What's up? There you go.
5: I, I have a comment about that. Make that comment. Everything okay? Um, uh, there's the, I, I don't remember where I heard this, but they did a some secret mission through Britain where they basically they did this Dear John letter thing between a fake guy, a fake soldier, and they hired one of their secretaries to write to write it. Like notes back and forth. And they, uh, whatever, they basically said, Yeah, we're going to be here on this day in these letters and then placed them on a, they found a body that had died of pneumonia and placed them on his person and then crashed a plane into the waters by Germany. They recovered it. It looked like he had drowned because he had water in his lungs from the pneumonia. They found the letter and sent like a ton of troops to this location where nothing was happening. And nice. they said that if they hadn't done that, that D Day would have been. They would have lost like over thirty thousand more people on D Day.
2: That's well.
5: So that was neat. Yeah, it is neat.
2: So who's sha- who, who's shaving with a uh, butter knife? Yeah, <laughs> 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 somebody's shaving. All right. Uh, June 6th, 1964, the Rolling Stones made their American TV debut on The Hollywood Palace. Yeah. yeah. Everybody remembers The Hollywood Palace from 1964. Was yeah. was yesterday. Yeah. Yep. June 6th, 1971, the Ed Sullivan Show series finale aired on CBS. See, I would have thought of The I Rolling also, Stones. I also were- remember that. I would have thought if the Rolling Stones made their TV debut. It would have been on the Ed Sullivan show and not on the Hollywood palace, but what that the the yeah, they babe. sang
3: on that? What
7: did they do like a Beatles cover
2: on the Hollywood palace? Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't fucking born. Well, oh, shit. <laughs> don't you remember that? Jim? No, no, not at uh-huh. all. <laughs> June 6th. I do remember this one though. June 6th, 1983 reading rainbow premiered on PBS used to watch LeVar. the shit out of some reading Rainbow.
5: LeVar Burton on social media right now is fucking crushing it. Is he? Like, yeah, he, I mean, he posted something recently and then uh, someone said, well, th- you know, a lot of those aren't ran by the actual people. And he goes, no, fuck you. I meant what I said. <laughs> nice. And I was like, you go LeVar. <laughs> yeah. He's, well, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's replaced well. George tokai
2: <laughs> Yeah. And on June 6th,
5: 1998,
0: Sex and the City premiered
5: on HBO. I I like that way more than I like to admit. (laughs) Fair enough. I've I've just dated several girls over the years that forced me to watch at least spurts of it. Uh Weirdly weirdly enjoyable.
2: All right. Well, fair enough. We'll take your word for it. June 7th, 1955, the $64,000 question premiered on CBS. Does anybody know what the question was?
7: Uh, No idea. All right. Uh, What is love?
2: (laughs) Okay. I don't think that was it, but all right. Oh, okay. June 7th, 1976, the article... The Tribal Rights of the News Saturday Night by journalist Nick Cohn was published in New York Magazine. It was the inspiration for the film that would become Saturday Night Fever.
0: Fever. Yeah, and suddenly I do know
2: that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> June seventh, nineteen ninety, Universal Studios Florida opened in Orlando, Florida. And on June seventh, two thousand two, Kim Possible premiered. On the Disney Channel. you got to
7: make me feel old like that. I was going to say, who who's uh, the one
2: that watched the shit out of that? I'm sure one
5: of you kids did.
7: I didn't watch the shit out of it, but I, I remember it being on.
5: Uh-huh. That that naked mole rat, Rufus, I remember him. <laughs> and Ron. And it was his favorite animal. He was. I've been you an you ever could, since.
7: So. You wish you could put it on your macaque. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Tara. <laughs> Tara, in the cast channel uh, was a big uh, Kim Possible fan. Apparently, she's throwing she out seems emojis. Like she would be. Yeah, birthdays this weekend. Go ahead, go ahead. I remember watching it, but I don't remember much
1: of it other than that. All right, I think I just spaced out at it. Fair
2: enough. Saturday, June the sixth. Birthdays this weekend. Actor Robert England, Freddy Krueger himself, turns seventy-three Kruger. years old. Also, if you guys
3: have seen that movie, uh, The Paper Brigade, he was that old man in it as well. It was a Disney film. He was also in like a zombie strippers movie.
2: (laughs) All right. (laughs) Of course he was. (laughs) Sure, why (laughs) not? Actor, playwright Harvey Firestein turns 66 years old. He was in, he's been in a whole lot of shit as well. He was in, uh, well, what was he? I'm trying to think of what he'd be most famous for. I know he's in like Mrs. Doubtfire. He was like the brother that made the mask. Um, he's oh, been yeah, in right tons there. of, yeah, he's been in tons of uh, Broadway stuff. He's been in some films and TV shows. I remember him <laughs> from Independence Day. Was he? A, was yeah, he was in, there you go. He was in Independence Day. That's right.
0: He, he's the guy yeah, that always to call his lawyer. lawyer.
2: He always what?
7: Yeah, his mother. had to call his lawyer and his mother and all that shit. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. And then he
7: got qu- crushed by a car.
2: Yeah. He's got one of the classic voices. When you hear it, you immediately recognize it. Music, music producer Jimmy Jam turns 61 years old. So does yeah. actor and comedian Colin Quinn from Saturday Night Live. One of the most. I just
0: watched Grow yesterday.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Him, you know? yeah. yeah. Yep. One of the most unfunny guys to sit at the uh, weekend update desk. On Saturday night,
7: that poor bastard. Yeah, (laughs) he's the one that I remember the most too, for some reason.
2: Yeah, when I was a kid, he he had a good run, but it was not a good run at all. (laughs) Yeah, his recent
0: stand-up, I was like, oh hey, I haven't seen him in a while, so I watched a stand-up. Oh my
5: god, it was not good. (laughs) I have never liked Colin Quinn, but
2: (laughs) guitarist Steve Vai turns sixty years old. Actor. Jason Isaacs played uh Lucius Malfoy on the Harry Potter movies. He turns 57. He's also in some new some of the new Star Trek stuff over on CBS. Pro wrestler Conan turns 56 years old.
0: Yeah, fuck him.
2: <laughs> Actor Paul Giamatti turns 53 years old. That's all. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like he seems he's like he ought to be in his 60s. I feel like he's looked old like his whole life. Yeah, he, sh- he, he should have been
7: fifty in private parts.
2: Yeah, he <laughs> should have been in his sixties like years ago. It feels like. And if you want to feel old, I think it was Curtis earlier said the Kim Possible made her feel old. Actor Daniel Logan, who played young Boba Fett in Attack of the Clones, he turns thirty three years old on Saturday.
5: Fuck oh. that kid.
0: He's
2: older than me, <laughs> actually. <laughs> just yeah, I mean, he was 21 in that movie. <laughs> he, he, he just looked 12. That's all. <laughs> On Sunday, June the 7th, singer Tom Jones turns a 60, 80 years old.
0: Nice. Uh,
5: well, one
2: year away. Actor... <laughs> <laughs> Get it. Actor Liam Neeson turns 68 years old.
5: Actor... Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. What?
0: Oh, Aquafina cock. <laughs> Shit.
5: I miss. I don't get that one.
0: He's got the biggest <laughs> neck in Hollywood. Yeah.
2: Liam Neeson is known for the size of his penis.
0: It's like the size of an Aquafina bottle his girlfriend
2: says.
7: Yes. You know,
2: His I'll cock is for so it.
7: big. I played the Anaconda in Anaconda. <laughs>
2: <laughs> His cock is so big. How big <laughs> is, is it? it? I don't know. Uh, actor William Forsythe turns sixty-five years old. Which, if you had to guess, I would have thought he would have been older than Liam Neeson. But clearly, I was wrong. I thought he died. Now nah, he's shocked. He's, he's alive. still around. Pro wrestler <laughs> oh, Mick Foley turns fifty-five years old. He thinks he can't remember a few of those years, but. <laughs> actor Carl Urban turns 48 years old Bear Bear Grills turns 46 years old it's all that good living he does eating alligator asshole and whatever else he can find in the wild (laughs) actor (laughs) the rest of (laughs) the alligator no just the asshole that's the only part you eat Actor yeah, Bill everybody yeah, clearly. Actor Bill Hader turns forty-two years old on Sunday. Former mm-hmm. Russian tennis player and model Anna Kornikova turns 39 years old on Sunday. Actor Michael Sarah turns 32 years old. And, I'm older uh, than
7: Michael Sarah.
2: Yeah, which again, he's another one who looks like he's been forty for the last 20 years. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he looks, there?
5: He looks what? Oh, sorry, no. Sarah. He looks, yeah, he's looked twelve for the last the twenty thirty years. <laughs> yeah, we're we're
7: like, about he, the same he looked he looked twelve forever, and then like once arrested development ended, he suddenly jumped up to forty.
5: Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> And finally, actress and model Emily Ratajkowski turns 29 years old on Sunday. Congratulations to everybody celebrating birthdays this weekend. June the seventh, Sunday is National Chocolate Ice Cream Day. Oh boy! Yeah, Yummy. So go get no, you some I'm chocolate saying. ice cream. I'm not either. I don't really care for chocolate ice cream, to be honest. Cares about wow. it. I don't like ice cream, actually. Well, there you go. We're not chocolate ice cream fans, so we will not be well, celebrating on Sunday.
3: I'm, 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 a, I'm a chocolate ice cream enthusiast, so...
2: There you go. You can Probably have mine. Yeah, you can I'm have mine. I'm
3: and praline ice
7: cream.
2: What was can that? Just some
7: on, pour some chocolate <laughs> syrup over it? No, a-
2: no. No, no. It's got to be chocolate no. in the ice cream.
3: It's got to be chocolate ice cream. Damn it. Damn chocolate ice <laughs> cream
2: yeah Ch- chocolate, <laughs> chocolate alligator ass cream <laughs> there you go <laughs> fair enough congratulations to everybody celebrating this weekend you can find this day in pop culture birthdays national days and more every weekday monday through friday at pop so i was trying to come up with a discussion topic and a poll and i think we're just going to skip the poll and we're just going to chit chat this is therapy session the world's on fire how's everybody doing <laughs> what's What's been going on with everybody? What have you been watching, thinking, doing in the last week or so? This is not, you know, like I said, it, it, this is kind of a deviation from the normal stuff. But honestly, like I said, reading through that, it's hard to get fired up about some bullshit movie that they may or may not make, that may or may not be out yeah. in the next two or three years um, when there's so much other stuff going on. So how's everybody coping? How's everybody hanging in there? You know, good. I've, I've
3: just been... Um, downloading music. That's all I've been doing. Yeah. Do you guys have the local
7: channel, This? It's, I think it's called This TV.
2: Uh, I don't know. There's a bunch of those little, you know, low power channels. That yeah. I, which one? This is one it, is
7: own, it's owned by MGM, so they show a lot of their movies and they've been showing a lot of the Death Wish movies. Okay. They're not great movies by any stretch of the imagination, but they are entertaining oh. to watch. So that's been kind of what I've been doing.
2: Yeah. You gotta uh, you gotta unplug from shit, otherwise it'll drive you nuts. Yeah. It really
7: I'm does. Ca- yeah, you, you have do.
2: to. Yeah. What were you I'm gonna kind say? Of you about about? A, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. What are you gonna say? Uh,
5: I'm just kind of at this weird tipping point between wanting to delete all social media, right? I know, and then but not wanting to be ignorant and uninformed about what's going on. So it's like, yeah. Because I, I keep hearing people say, yeah, I what I is- keep hearing people say like I, I'm gonna take a break for for a while and all this, and it's like. I just feel like I can't afford to at the same time. Yeah. Well, uh, you know,
2: I think there's
0: a fine line of, you know, keeping informed, but not taking it in every minute of the day. Right. You know, I think it gets too much sometimes. And that's, I made a post, you know, just saying I shut off everything and I just went out and I was drawing and just, you know, doing all that. And like I was getting messages from my, air quotes friends like oh yeah nice job bury your head in the sand just to pretend like it's not going on it's like no you're not understanding what I'm saying I can't like when it all was going on like I it affected me of course but it didn't hit home till just this bombardment of watching you know the police officer shoot the uh, guy in his car and then you know, the just beating videos and stuff. And it was like, it was coming all at once. And I get it. People want to get the message. They're, they're finally at a point where it's like, we're being heard. We want to show everybody everything. And it, it got too much. And I, I just couldn't take it anymore. And I just had to get away from it for a while.
5: You kind of have to step back and process the, if you just let it break, you not taking any time to process the information i feel like yeah so i feel like taking a step back is also pretty healthy
2: yeah i I also feel like too for me i almost feel like i almost it's weird and i'm not sure the right way to word this i almost feel like i have if, if i can do nothing else if i can do nothing else i almost have a duty to have to watch some of this shit more than i would feel would be you know like you know, healthy or whatever. It's like, I've got to see this shit because it's happening right now and it's history. And this is the kind (laughs) of stuff that if we don't do something about this, it's going to continue. And I mean, I don't know. It's almost like, you know, no, you have to, you know, did I create the situation? Not necessarily, but I'm a part of the system. We all are regardless of where we fall in the system. We're all living in the United States and so it's like, yeah, you have to watch this. You have to see what's happening in your country. You have to see what's happening to communities. You have to see what's happening to individual people. You have to watch how you know the the, the vacuum of leadership uh, you know that we don't have. That you know you, you've got to you've got to watch this shit. And is you know it's hard because yeah, at some point you do have to step away from it. You have to know like, okay, I can't see anymore. I can't take anymore. You have to know, like you said, who's really a friend and who did you used to know 30 years ago? And the only time they interact with you is to piss and moan about politics. And yeah, you got to, you know, you got to just kind of, you know, it's hard, but you've got to kind of take it in stride and kind of, you know, make the choices that, you know, what am I going to see? Am I going to sit here and continue to watch some of the same old bullshit that people have been saying, and they're just entrenched in whatever, and no new information could possibly get them to change their mind. Or am I going to, you know, at the same time, you don't want to lock yourself. So you're only talking to people that think the same thing you do. And you can't cut off, you can't cut off real friends who you actually see and associate with outside of, you know, the internet. So, It's a lot, there's a lot of shit going on and and yeah, you've got to know for yourself what's healthy for you to take in. And at what point do you have to step away and be like, I've got to get away from this. I've got to take a a mental health break.
5: Yeah. And I mean, it is, I mean, with politics or anything, it's a weird combination of the people that, like you said, you don't want to just talk to people that agree with you because you're never going to grow in that respect. But then you talk to people that don't agree with you and no one changes their minds. So you feel like you're talking to a wall, right? And now I've noticed that this whole thing is it's a weird combination of people that are just shouting angrily on the opposite side of what seems like the right side to me right. or people that mean well and don't realize what they're saying is ignorant. And you can actually talk to them and kind of get through to them. Like my mom said, all lives matter to me the other day. And I was like, <laughs> mom, what the fuck dude? You cannot say that. Like that's like, I, I know you don't mean it. Like you're saying it, you are just ignorant of the situation. And I explained it to her why she, and she, I mean, she was like, "Okay, yeah, I understand what you're saying now," but right. like, there's a lot of people that understand what you're saying and still are just like real fucking willfully ignorant about it, and- mm-hmm. or, or
2: just kicking the hornet's nest just to see what kind of mess will come out of it. And,
3: yeah, yeah it's, right. kind of oh, like, it's kind of like it's kind of like what I posted uh, the other day about uh, Seth Rogen going on right, <laughs> just on his on his Instagram, people were just saying "All Lives Matter," and he had, he just kept saying "Fuck off." yeah Yeah, he was just getting he was just getting his point across just saying dude that's not the point right yeah like just fuck off with that shit and and i had someone on my facebook comment on that saying well that's a little bit immature and (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) like yeah yeah you you (laughs) can be the maturity police once we've fixed the other problems you know exactly and that's what i've told my kids all along i'm like i don't care what language you use because the minute we get the rest of the shit fixed in this world then we'll start working on you know the profanity
5: exactly well, yeah sorry. That's... oh sorry go ahead giddy. oh no i just
0: uh to like i was saying you know i've kind of been taking a step i i would log on and i would post some more funnier you know, memes or just whatever, just to, but I wouldn't go through the feed. I, cause I'm an admin on a group, so I have to check in with that and right. some other stuff. And, uh, so today I was like, you know what? I'm gonna scroll through the feed, see what people have to say. And, you know, some of the people have calmed down, but I did have a kind of a, I don't know, a wonderful moment for me. There's been a few people that, when I've posted something and to what Joey was saying, they only come on, you don't hear from them unless they want to bitch about something you're saying. Never. Yeah, They, they don't How's care about your kids, dog stuff? or yeah,
2: they don't care about your kids. Yeah. They don't care about anything other than is he going to post some fucking meme that I don't like
0: some, some political
3: yeah. shit.
2: Yeah.
0: So today I f- scrolled through and found about three of them making their little normal bitch posts, but also putting in a thing there that this is enough for discussion if you're gonna just comment on here you know blah blah to disagree or whatever you can fuck off or you can whatever and i was like oh you mean like what you've done to me for weeks now <laughs> yeah now you've got people doing it to you how, how does that feel exactly exactly <laughs>
2: Yeah. I've I've seen a few of those. I've seen a few of those people that are like, this is not up for debate or discussion. I'm just posting my opinion. It's like, okay, well, next time I post my opinion and you come in with your shit, I'll make sure to remind you that this is not up for debate or discussion. That's the thing. Anybody can post whatever they want on their social media. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's their choice. It's when people take their comments to somebody else's post is when, you know, it's like, well, now you're in my Pool pissing, as opposed yeah. to you know in your own pool pissing. So,
5: yeah. Which I, I don't know if you guys heard. Oh. Go ahead, go ahead, Dakota. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys heard. Which I think everyone was clamoring for Lil Wayne's opinion on this whole thing. For what uh, again?
2: For Lil Wayne. Lil, Wy- Lil Wayne's opinion. <laughs> okay.
5: Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't know that. that but area. okay. <laughs> no, he oh, posted something. Like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> he brought he brought it up last Friday or something. There was an article where he had interviewed with somebody about everything going on, and he said, and it was the weirdest thing. I mean, it was just kind of like a weird like dynamic of he's a black person that's been incredibly privileged for several years. He's a millionaire, right? And he posted how he's never experienced racism in his whole life, and how white officer saved him when he was a kid and uh, all this stuff and I mean that's fine and good but like just to say like he then he said I didn't even know racism was still an issue I was like you didn't know it was still an issue bro like at all and so that was weird but he did say one thing I kind of understood but even then it's kind of he said that he doesn't agree with the hashtag culture of like just saying hashtag black lives matter hashtag whatever and then not going out and doing anything about it right and he doesn't agree with just like he feels like a lot of people are doing it to promote just, an image of themselves,
7: just like fit right.
5: in, yeah. yeah the promoted yeah. image to make themselves look like a better person, but they have no intentions of actually doing anything. And I and I understand that I kind of try to stay silent about stuff in the sense that if I'm not gonna do anything about it besides just post about it, right? I try not to just like make a huge deal out about it for my own point of view because it's not my. It feels like it's taking away from other people's voices sometimes. I, so I understood where he's coming from at the end there, but like for just to be like, "Oh, I didn't even know racism was a thing anymore." It's like, well, of course you have hundred fifty million dollars, dude. Like,
0: I can't believe no one around him, like po- his posse, you know, whatever, doesn't complain about that. Not every one of them can could have never experienced that.
5: Now it's a weird deal, and I've seen. But I mean, honestly, I mean, Lil Wayne at least kind of made sense because I had a friend from St. Louis and he taught me a lot about race because I was from Mount Vernon where I knew one black person my whole life (laughs) and and who was the whitest person I've ever met Uh as far as personality. And so he taught me a lot about race and things like that. And he always said, you know, like green's the only color that doesn't have racism. Like once you get a certain amount of money, racism doesn't exist to you anymore, no matter what color you are. And I guess that might apply to Lil Wayne. But Might want to talk to some of the white country clubs. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just kinda it's just kinda <laughs> crazy to think about. Like I guess when you're a certain amount of rich, like it doesn't people all of a sudden don't see color, weirdly enough.
0: Well yeah. I had a talk with my daughter yesterday, because a lot of this is really weighing on her. again, she, you know, she's fifteen and I told her I was like, something you going to understand, you know, I have no You know, I know that I will never say anything that will impact the world. They will never come and there will never be something that says, Kenny said this and made everybody stop and go, oh, you know, but I have like, I've done little things like, you know, with my grandparents growing up my mom had black friends and different uh, races and stuff. And they um, it was normal coming from Chicago. That was normal. So coming here and it just being white people everywhere was weird. And I got my grandparents to stop saying the N word to stop calling all the nationalities by their slur names and stuff. And then i noticed that when they would be around their people you know their friends and stuff and somebody would say something they would put the kibosh on they're like no you know he doesn't like that blah blah and you could kind of see him like well who the fuck cares but nobody shit to my grandpa that just didn't happen so um i like to think that on a small scale we don't have to change the world on a global scale, but we can start in our own little worlds. Mm -hmm. And what little changes we can do will spread. Maybe it won't spread like a wildfire, but it'll spread. And maybe by me not liking that, it, it reached 10 people that don't say that stuff anymore. That don't think that away anymore. At least they don't vocalize it, you know, or whatever. And I consider that a win, you know?
5: Yeah.
3: Agreed. I mean, that's where it starts is just one person at a time. And that's what people don't get. It's like, they just think that this world is too big. So they don't even try anything to conquer anything. And that's not the mentality that we need in this world. We just need to all think together and just think one step at a time. And then boom, the world's changed.
0: Yeah, well, and I get it. It was a powder keg, and it was going to blow at some point, and we just happened to be living in the time that it did. Yeah, you know?
3: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and things like that, and things like this, is going to happen. But that's where it tests us uh, as a whole. See where it comes, and it, and it just tell it just tells you right there what separates what is separate.
5: And I think. Like Kenny was saying, I think holding each other accountable for stuff makes a big difference. Yes. Because my, when I was having that conversation with my mom the other day, she, I mean, my mom's a sweet lady. I, I know there's no hate in her heart for anyone, but because she's so sweet, she wants to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. And she'd go, Well, you know, your great grandma was a avid Christian and a real sweet lady, but she said the N word all the time. And that's just how she was raised. And I had to be like, Mom, I was raised in a small town full of rednecks that hated Obama and said the n-word and hated gays but I grew up and moved out of town and became an adult and untaught myself all that horrible shit so like you can we're not actual like we're not animals we can literally unlearn some dumb shit and so you can't just be like well they were raised in a different time than me we're, in, di-
3: we're in new times now we, yeah we can't give people those
5: <laughs> excuses anymore yeah just, exactly. You know,
0: and I've, I've actually used this, what you're going for there to I've, I've told people I'm like, and I, again, tell my daughter and stuff and different other people that we're not our parents. We're not our grandparents. Yes. Those people still exist for people, you know, mm-hmm. but we're, we're better. I'll, I'll say it. We're better than that. And if we teach our children or our friends you know that hey we don't talk like that we don't use language like that we do not look down on people like that not everybody in this you know nationality is a rapist or a blah blah those are stupid stereotypes and yes will will it change tomorrow probably not but if we keep it going again in our little small corner of the world, if we keep that going, there's a good chance that our grandkids or our grandkids' kids you know will not see this. We can hope
2: you know <laughs> yeah, yeah I, th- I think a lot of the you know people people got lazy, people got complacent after the 1960s some some people thought well see we addressed it it's fixed um clearly we didn't fix things um and and i think i think that same generation you know we talk about our grandparents and our parents you know i grew up you know with parents talking about you know saying all the right things like you know look hey you judge a person based on their character and you know you're kind to people you know we all grew up with mr rogers and sesame street and all these things telling us you know this is what's important and then now we're as now we're the adults we're you know 20s 30s 40s you know years old and we're trying to live that way and the older generation's like well where did you learn this shit you know it's like well this is what you taught us this is what the tv taught us when you sat us in front of it and then went off and did whatever the fuck you wanted you know it's like and and yeah we you got to teach our kids you know and you know growing up around here and even living here now it's 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 rough um it's been a rough it's it's been a rough god what has it been now three months because we still have people that don't believe in science. We still have people that don't believe in, you know, that there's a disease running through our, you know, our society that, you know, we have people that don't believe racism exists because that was taken care of back in the sixties. And, you know, we have people that, if it doesn't impact them directly, they don't believe it actually exists. And, I, you know, it's – I don't know how to – you know, sometimes I just – I get mad and then I get frustrated. And then after the end of the day, I usually – I end up going to bed this last three months every night just with an overwhelming sense of just sadness. (laughs) Like, fuck, what are we going to do? How are we going to reach people? How are we going to get people to, you know – <laughs> you know, I know you didn't learn that shit in school because in school, if you'd said, eh, science isn't real, you, you fucking failed and you graduated yeah. at some point. So at some point, you know. Um, How do you get people to just, you know what? Hey, look, here's the issue. Here's the situation. Here are the statistics. Here are, you know, here's who's being oppressed. Here's who's being killed. Here's who's doing it. You know, how do you get people? And then, you know, you have people like, well, you can't say that you got, you know, you got to salute the flag and you, you know, it's just, i get to the point where I just get worn down and I get just sad for humanity and, I've had those moments where I've thought, fuck, it would be nice if I had the money just to buy a piece of land out in the middle of nowhere, build a little house, but put in a well and not have to deal with human beings ever again, except for the people I want to deal with, you know, make sure I got good, strong Mm -hmm. internet out there. Um, But you can't do that. You can't just run away from this shit because People are always going to be there and some people are dug in and they're just going to beat assholes their entire lives. So the good news is the assholes so far have not won. You know, the course of history bends toward justice and there have been a lot of shitty bumps in the road, including, you know, World War II was fought because of, you know, Nazi nationalism, fascism, racism. And you know, it sucks that here we are, this many years later—you know, eighty years later, roughly seventy-five years later—and we're still dealing with this shit again. It's popped back up. But fuck, the only way to deal with it, you know, is right now. You know, we all got extra time because you know, forty million people are out of work. So let's get, let's all sit down and figure this shit out and what's got to be done to fix it because it's it's gone on way too long, and if and you, we can't wait for people in business suits in Washington D.C. to fix anything. We've got to fix it in our own homes, and our own communities, and it's going to take a lot of work and it's going to piss people off. But you know, movements don't have to win over 100% of the population. I think the number is like 3%. If 3% of the people commit to something, it gains enough momentum to change things. That's kind of historically been the number. So you know, we can, we can still make a change in our society. It's going to be messy. It's going to be ugly. You're going to have to deal with people that are hateful and it, it just, it is. So put your fucking big girl panties on and get ready to go to work, you know, posting hashtags, like you said, is, is one thing, but actually sitting down and, you know, sitting down with your elected officials and showing them, Hey, here's a better way. And don't think you have to come up with it yourself, you know, find what's working elsewhere and share that. Or fucking running for office, whatever you got to do to fuck, to, to make your voice heard, you know, because yeah, we've got, yeah. we're in a shitty position right now and there's only one way out of it. And that's to fucking fight your way out.
5: Yeah. And it's, uh, it's just this weird time we live in where like, like you said, like people don't believe in science and they don't believe in facts of any sort, like proof that there's racism. And it's just weird because like the media is obviously over sensationalized stuff. That's what it's meant to do. But it's just weird that like everyone doesn't want to believe that the coronavirus could be an actual thing because they want to go out to Applebee's and get a haircut. And so they're like, no, the media is just trying to divide us, make us, you know, scared, just making us stay in our homes. And, and so now this is a conspiracy that the, the whole world's in on. And then we move past that. And now it's a conspiracy that there's racism. This is all made up. More white people get killed by cops than black people every year. And you never hear about them. This is the media trying to divide us. And it's like, it's not the same fucking thing. It's just insane how people will look facts in the face and, and be like, no, that's not true. There's no way. And then deny it. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, there's a scientific term for that, about, uh, where people can be presented with facts, but if it object, uh, objects to their worldviews, they'll just dismiss it. Mm-hmm. And that's... Yeah. I don't really know a way to get around that, and that's where I get so frustrated. Right.
0: And that's... You know, a lot of people get like a... You know, say to me, you know, they're like... They they think I'm getting angry when I'm talking and stuff, and it's like, I'm honestly not... I'm disappointed. You know, yeah. I've... i I don't get, I don't fault anybody because I'm a person that recognizes my own faults. But when there's things, you know, three examples, there was a guy that I got along with really well and everything. And we had intelligent conversations and it was nice to have that. Not that everybody else I was around couldn't have one. It was just a different level. And then he hits me one day with, He doesn't believe dinosaurs exist, and that all the fossils, they dug up holes, made the fossils, stuck them in, covered it up, and then rediscovered them again, that all dinosaurs were not real. And I was just, you probably could have scraped my jaw off the ground. I was like, oh my gosh. And then there was another guy, he's like older gentleman amazing artist and he recognized the art i was doing and we would talk art and everything i was just like god this guy's the coolest guy and then one day he just pops off with these n words blah 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 this and that i was just like what did i i thought i didn't hear him right and then when he thought okay he didn't say nothing to that and then he just opens up the floodgates. And I was, it hurt. It was disappointing. And now I see it on Facebook. People that have been my friends damn near most of my life are, I've been called pathetic. I've been called ignorant. I've been told to stop drinking the Kool-Aid. I don't know how many times and all this other stuff. And some of these people, I'm like, you're intelligent people. I mean, not, you know, crazy
2: (laughs) they're not signing up for nasa anytime soon But
0: (laughs) but they in in my view they had a good grip of everything and now all of a sudden they're the coronavirus isn't real and the government the conspiracy theories oh my god the conspiracy theories are fucking wrecking my brain right now Uh and i'm like okay, I get it. It's fun to play that game, but that's a rabbit hole. Once you get too deep, it's it's just you're like the crazy old guy with the tinfoil hat running around naked telling people, you know, this or that. It's just, and they don't get it. They don't see it. In their view, they are the right way. They're telling you the truth. But to, to call me things or to whatever, I'm like, Number one, we've known each other for years. Number two, if we were in person face-to-face, when I hear this stuff, I guarantee I wouldn't. If I yeah. did, there would be a consequence for that.
5: But Yeah, pe- people get real confident behind a keyboard.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, very confident. The, day,
5: the days of being able to just punch someone in the face for being an asshole are gone, so people can just say whatever they want. Yeah, not in my world. Yeah, <laughs> I... Uh, my thing, too, like, like you said, I mean, we live in the Bible Belt, and that's always, I've been atheist since I was 12, so it's always been, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm open minded, I'm not an angry atheist by any means, but, like, <laughs> it's weird that we live in a, in a part of the country specifically where they're like, hey, here's some science, here's some statistics, here's some testimonies, here's some all this proof, and people are like, oh, that's bullshit. Anyways, I'm going to talk to Magic Sky Daddy real quick for a couple minutes, and pray about this, and I'm like, what the fuck? There's literally no proof of the thing that you live your life around. I and would you believe that. I would but.
2: be ok. I would be okay with that if people were consistent with that as well. But you know,
5: yeah, <laughs> when, when you got, you know, when
2: you got people that are telling you, you know, every day they're posting their favorite Bible verse about love one another at six o'clock in the morning <laughs> when they're drinking their coffee, and then by ten they're on a racist rant, and then by noon they're on their lunch break they're posting conspiracy videos and. Yeah, it's like if you're gonna pick pick yeah. a lane, you know, be at least be consistent in that lane.
7: But. Exactly. There's a guy that I work with who has for the last several months claimed that coronavirus isn't real, but he's been going through the motions washing his hands. I wasn't here when he said this, but everyone else I work with in the kitchen heard him say this. He said that George Floyd isn't dead. It's all fake. He faked that that they faked it to cause a commotion. And it's just like if I was there I would really just finally just like, look, man, fuck off. <laughs> exactly. Fucking idiot. Fuck
2: off. I mean, yeah, hell, it's I'll,
7: pro- I'll probably see him tomorrow and tell him <laughs> just fuck off because <laughs> <His>, everyone <laughs> fucking hates this guy. I don't know why he still works there.
2: Well, you've got people who, who will tell you that they don't think, you know, that the reason the post office is in trouble because it's ran by the government and the government fucks up everything. They can't, why would you ever trust them with like healthcare because they can't fuck the government's incompetent. They fuck everything up. They can't do anything right. And yet there's this. Conspiracy that somehow they've managed to pull off to make you think that uh, the coronavirus is real when it's not, and that, you know, racism is real when it isn't. It's just, it's fucking, you know, like I said, people are not consistent in their bullshit.
5: Yeah. Um, And like, I mean, on that same vein, sorry, it's, it's like, like you said, like, it's the same people that are like, yeah, well, I need to have my guns and I need to support Donald Trump because, you know, the government is out to get me. But then they support the the government. government, (laughs) But then they support the government like wholeheartedly, no matter what decision it makes. While telling everyone that the government's out to get them, and that that's why they're Republican because they want to, you know, because they're less government involved. And this is weird, like you said, inconsistency of like why they believe the way they do. I've seen a lot of friends say like, like as there's been police and military roaming the streets during protests, they're like. Man, it's okay though, because all the people that are big Second Amendment rights guys, uh, they 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 have guns in case a tyrannical government ever comes into place. So they're gonna they're gonna have our backs. It's no problem. And it's just like they're pretty fucking quiet right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't know. You we know. obviously we don't have the answers, and we're all people, and we've all we all have flaws. We've all got our own hangups. But yeah, if you're not willing to shut up and listen to other people, if you're not willing to you know to just you know, like I said, have your bullshit, have, believe whatever you want, believe your you know whatever, but be consistent. And your right to believe and say and do whatever you want ends when it starts impacting other people so stay in your fucking lane if you got nothing to help then just sit back and shut up and stay out of the way and let the people who are willing to put the work in do the fucking work to make a better society for all of us but that's all yeah. i've got i mean I, like i said this is not normally where this conversation goes as we normally have a discussion about some bullshit and pop culture and entertainment and then we have a fun little poll and all that but it just you know all that felt just stupid to try to do that today It felt like, you know what, we need to just kind of blow off some steam. And, you know, it's not a, I I would say we we don't get political and, you know, but it is, it's fucking political. When you've got people, I, I don't care about, you know, we can all disagree on things. Kenny can say fucking extraction was awesome. And the rest of them <laughs> just can tell him whatever, dude. Oh, can, Kenny so can hilarious. can say Space Force was fucking hilarious, and we can all say I couldn't get through the first episode. We can. Oh, no, we, <laughs> you just got through it. We can talk about and we can discuss and have different <laughs> opinions and argue on our favorite songs and favorite books and music and movies. But we're not going to sit here. It's not an opinion when you're talking about the value of another human being's life, and so. I, that's where that's where I draw my lines. We can we can discuss differences of opinions. I, I'm unwilling to bend on differences of morality, basic fucking human morality. So, if there's a political party that's doing something, then uh, that's against you know protecting human the lives of the people that are supposed to be being served then they should be called out regardless of who it is right now it feels like it sure is the fucking Republicans although I'll say the Democrats are being awfully fucking quiet right now too they're it's like they're sitting they're sitting back like just don't say a fucking word and this will you know let them take all the heat so they don't get a free pass on this shit either right now if you're an elected official your ass needs to be out in front leading as opposed to either saying something stupid or not saying anything so that you don't say something stupid
5: yeah and i and like i mean like we talked about the Seth rogan thing earlier i think more people need to be willing like i understand not being too political if you're in the spotlight in any way because you i mean you don't want to piss off your fans whatever the case but like there's got to be a hard line somewhere where you're like you know what, i'm willing to lose your money because he says in one of those he's like yeah. you yeah know you don't deserve my fucking movies so do not watch them ever again yeah, and that's what, that's what more people need to be doing. Whether it's a p- politician or a actor or a musician, mm-hmm. you just have to be willing to lose. What's what good is a fan if they're a giant piece of shit like that? Yeah, like you need to let that. If kind they're of just down. not
3: yeah, if they're not going to accept you for who you are. Who cares?
5: Or other people in general? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's, like, I'm willing to lose friends and in what, in what you believe exactly. Yeah, like if if it's something that if. Like you said, like the hard line and morality. Like I don't care if you don't like the same music or shows I like, mm-hmm. or I don't like your shit. But like, it's a whole different ballgame when it's like, well, I think it's fine to kill black people. It's like, well, okay, now we're not friends. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it 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 is. It's one of those things. That, like a lot of bands have been on Twitter pretty vocal about it. Um, trapped. I don't know if you've heard the controversy around trapped.
2: No. What's that? Uh,
5: they're a band that i don't know if you know the song uh headstrong that was really popular 15, oh yeah, yeah 20 years ago mm-hmm. yeah, well that yeah. was their only fucking song and they right. they pissed off the whole metalcore community a month or two ago by talking about some crazy covid conspiracy shit and uh born of osiris and a bunch of metal bands just like nailed them to the wall and it
7: uh, felt like they were very headstrong
5: they were, yeah and <laughs> or they were too crazy.
2: headstrong and not listening to fucking science well,
5: yeah, they uh, they made a joke. They I mean like they just spanked them on the internet. Well then recently the after the George Floyd thing happened, the lead singer trapped or one of the members of trapped it was their the trapped account, so I don't know which band member said, Oh well I'm half Mexican American and and you know, I think all lives matter and that, you know, I'm looking at this from all angles, you know, George Floyd might have deserved what happened and like and everyone's like, You fucking suck and like like they're just willing to stand up to that shit, and I feel like people in their industries need to be calling other people in their industries out, yeah, this is the time for that divide, like <laughs> yeah um jason <laughs> Jason
3: Butler from my uh favorite band Fever three 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 um he's had a bunch to say about it, and him and his band did like a uh just a tribute show like for all the fallen uh, black lives like they had like it all lit up in the background, and they just did a show of just all the innocent people.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Now's the time to find out who you want to support. Exactly. Exactly.
2: People are showing you who they really are. You put people in a crisis and they will show you right away who they are. COVID did that for a lot of folks. A lot of, you found out right away who was not putting on their pants to go to work and who was not putting on their fucking masks to be step out in polite society. And And who was hoarding all the fucking toilet paper. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And and we're seeing the exact same thing. You're finding out real quick what people really believe when you put put them in a test in a moment of crisis. I do find Mm -hmm. it funny that the people that use that line, um, I'm looking at it from all sides, are the people who are the most entrenched in one particular point of view. Like uh, yeah. you know, the people that have the conspiracy and swear up and down that it is the fucking truth, whatever the situation is, they're the only they're oh. the people that look at things quote from all sides. It's like no, you're oh, not. Yeah, you're, you're fucking you're you're talking out of your ass, and you're not willing to exactly. look at facts. You're just looking at quote all sides. They sound like flat actors. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it's the modern day. I'm not racist, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if you yeah, like- say that. <laughs>
5: Well, and like I said, I, I mean, I will admit, like, to a degree, I'm not going to put myself on record for saying all lives matter by any means, but I will say, like, there are, I mean, there are obviously good cops out there, and stereotyping every cop is not right to do, but they're, but, like, it's good to see that there are cops that have been active in the protest, and I don't mean, like, actively beating protesters, because there's been a lot more of that, <laughs> Yeah. but, I mean, like, but there have been pictures of cops in KC that were protesting alongside the protesters. And I think as this goes on, we need to see a lot more of that. Like, we need to see cops calling out other cops because there seems to be this weird fraternity, brotherhood bullshit where they're like, well, you know, I don't want to narc on my fellow cop. It's like, that bullshit can't be a thing anymore.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we've got to be... we got to be willing to call each other out on our bullshit. Yeah. And if you're in a position yeah, exactly. where you control the system or you have some input or say in the system, whether it's your fucking, your school, <laughs> the kid that your kid goes to get involved in the fucking school board, even if it's just showing up to the meetings, you know, if it's your local city, if it's a police department, a fire department, whatever it is, whatever your passion is, if you see bullshit, call people out and hold people accountable to it, because that's the only way anything changes. Because yeah, if you turn away and you don't say something... Then people are going to continue to do whatever it is that they want to do. That's that's not correct. They're
5: going to think it's okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. And this, I mean, the same reason those four officers that stood by and watched that other officer yeah. kill George Floyd should be equally accountable for that. They should be tried no. just the same. And maybe more officers that stand by and watch that shit that aren't quote unquote racist will think to go, hey, don't be a fucking prick and stop killing people.
2: Hey, how about we don't murder this person? Yeah. That's all you have. That's already, if that, if that thought didn't go through their heads, then there's the problem. Yeah. A lot of people use the term bad apple, but they don't use the entire phrase. And the whole phrase is one bad apple ruins the entire bunch. It's not, Oh, there are just a few bad apples. Well, if there are a few bad apples, guess what? They've spoiled the whole fucking bunch. It's time to make some changes.
5: Yeah. No. I keep, I've seen that quote too a couple of times where people say, well, there's always a few bad apples and people saying, yeah, well, there's some jobs you can't afford to have bad apples and being a cop is one of those jobs. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, seems
0: like even local we're seeing a lot of, not a lot, I, that was not the right word, but a few of uh, our officers that were quote unquote bad apples have come to light and They've been, you know, let go and stuff like that. So Yeah. Maybe we will start
2: seeing things like that. But only if we keep this shit up. I mean, if this like if this dies down after the funerals and the memorial services end and everything goes back to normal, whatever that is now, and no and we don't continue to hold people accountable, then nothing fucking changes. So yeah, it's gotta be this is not a sprint, it's a marathon if we want real change to happen. So
1: be willing to
2: fucking to to hold people to to the fire
5: yeah and it's hard because we live in such a with the way everything's changed as far as like instant gratification and the next new thing and how quickly things change in society all around nowadays it seems like it's always the next big sensation like everyone's mad about this right now and then two weeks later everyone's forgotten about that thing and they're mad about this and we need to just like like you said keep Keep it keep your foot on the pedal. There can't be any tapping the brakes at this point. Like it needs to you need to go till you get there.
2: Yep. Yeah. Right on. Any other thoughts before we kind of move out of this discussion? I mean, like I said, it's not normally we don't normally have this discussion. Um, this is not normally what we do, but I felt like we couldn't do a podcast, even a a bullshit it's for fun. It's been a strange week. Yeah. We couldn't yeah. even do a bullshit for fun. Hey, let's talk entertainment and pop culture without mm-hmm. addressing the fucking You know, the elephant in the room, because I mean, did we lose Tara and the other cast kids? No, no, (laughs) still there. No, we've just been doing a lot of talking. (laughs) I do like the
3: fact that on uh, Tuesday they did did the Blackout Tuesday thing. Yeah, that
0: was You know what I like? The K-pop community taking (laughs) over the White Lives Matter thing yeah. that the kkk and all them were doing yeah oh my gosh that was hilarious yeah that's, awesome. that's
3: the that. first time i've heard about that
2: yeah, yeah i didn't know that happened so on <laughs> you know tuesday was blackout tuesday and then of course the dickheads decided they were going to have white out wednesday and so they were using the hashtag whiteout wednesday and they were changing their profile pictures to just blank white well apparently the k-pop community online decided that To rather than allow the white supremacists to have a hashtag that they could search and figure out where everybody was at and what protests they were going to go wreck and where they were going to loot and bullshit like that. They were just posting like their little TikTok videos of fucking Asian boy band and girl bands. Mm -hmm. And and so it flooded it out so that it was like a useless hashtag. So, you know,
0: not only was it funny, but it educated me on why they were doing black lives matter hashtag but they also had the right. blackout tuesday and they were asking you not to use right black lives matter and i was like well why is that and then i realized oh okay because it clogs up that part of it and yeah. that's not the goal there so the fact that they used it to clog up their thing that's freaking genius i love it
3: yeah
5: that's awesome yeah. yeah. I also love the Amish people protested, which is pretty great.
2: I like when the Amish people are protesting on one side of the street and the fucking witch's coven oh. is protesting across the street from them and they're both <laughs> looking at each other like, fuck yeah. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna hex them and we're gonna fucking churn some butter, you know. It's like <laughs> Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know you've pissed people off when you've got those two extremes coming out being like, Oh, this is fucking a broken system. Let's get this shit fixed.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's a
2: lot yeah. Well, like I said, what you know, it's not the normal conversation, but it's important conversation to have, especially in light of the current events that we're dealing with. And yes, it was, I think it's, you know, and, and if, if nothing else, you, you got to get this shit off your chest every once in a while, because sometimes it feels like you're yelling into the void. And especially in this area, if your Facebook friends are mostly local people, then sometimes it feels like you know, if it doesn't happen in a town of, you know, less than 25,000 people, then some people think it doesn't happen. And it's important to, to to realize there are others of us who see the same shit and, you know, see the same way and understand that, yeah, you're not alone in thinking that this is some bullshit that people are still dealing with this after centuries. But, you know, it's important to, it's, to have each other's backs, I think.
5: Before we wrap this up, something important to note. Um, certain things during this time and I mean ever actually, and certain things mean more coming from certain people. So, I mean, I had a friend that is a black man that has lived in black communities his whole life that posted a thing that said, you know, it's weird. It, we need black people to care about black lives all the time. Not just when cops are killing them, we go out and kill each other and that has to stop too. And, that made sense coming from a black person but then I saw a white person I know post something about yeah black people don't care about black lives when, when other black people are killing them only when cops kill them and I was like oh well so you're a racist but so it's just like it, it you can say almost the same thing and it not and it means something totally fucking different depending on who you are so people need to be careful about that kind of shit
2: yeah i think the important thing in that situation a better way to have approached that would have been not for the for your you know for your white friend who wants to Amplify that message to just shut the fuck up, and share yeah. share what your black friend said. Let him yes. let yeah. him say things. That's that's the biggest thing too. Is we've got to just stop talking sometimes. Sometimes yeah, we got to we got to stop. Our time, yeah. not our time. Let people let just yeah. just stop talking and amplify the voices. That are making sense. Amplify, yeah. you know. And you've seen it if you've been on online in this past week. Amplify the black voices because it's their community. And we need to support them and we need to fix the racism so that we can feel like a whole community and and mean it legitimately, be on a level playing field and have each other's backs and be a community together as opposed to, you know, well that's us and it's them and it's these guys over here and it's no, fuck that. We we've got to just shut up. Listen and make the changes in the system. That 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 whatever little change we can make in our area, we've got to make those changes.
5: Yeah, I mean exactly. I, I've had lots of right. Right now it's June, so it's Pride Month. Right. Um, I've had lots of I've had lots of LGBTQ fr- friends say, "You know what? I'm setting aside Pride Month, and this is Black Lives Matter month. That's all that matters to us right now because we've struggled. They're struggling. We got to struggle together to get through this." Yeah, and that, that kind of stuff is great to see everybody at least come together in a community like that so yeah
2: yeah if you want to get to if you want to get to a point where all lives matter let's fix the racism <laughs> let's fix the you know the lives of the people still sitting in cages on the border let's fix the lives of the lgbtq community let's let's get to that point if you want to say all lives matter then fucking put the work in to make sure that black lives matter and make sure that lgbtq lives matter and immigrant lives matter and this and that and whatever you can't just say it and j ju- and try to draw attention away from people that are you know in peril, you've gotta fucking do the work to show that yes, if you wanna get there, then let's fucking let's do it. Let's work. let's get boots on the ground and start making changes.
5: yeah, exactly all right yep.
2: well, let's wrap that discussion up and move into some of the bullshit that we normally do here uh coming up this week in entertainment. On Friday today, if you're listening. Buddy. Oh, I think hold on, somebody talking. Yeah, it's me. Oh hey, there's Hawk. Hawk, do you have any thoughts on any of this at all? I Hang on a second. Let me listen. hold on a second. Let me crank your your volume still jacked up. Okay, try it again. Can you hear me now? There you go. That's better. Go ahead.
1: Okay. So I've listened to all of you guys and 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 agreed and disagreed and pondered. Yep. Here's what I have to say. Yeah. Uh, about a week ago, I, I got up and I put on my uniform. A uniform that I wore with pride. A uniform that I put on because I believe that every life in this country meant I had to stand on a line and carry a gun and make sure that everybody can sleep well at night. Right. Proud to wear that uniform. A uniform meant the world to me. So when Memorial Day hit, I had no problem putting that uniform on. Right. Very next day, I'm told about a young lady who also wore a uniform that I wore, an EMT uniform. How she, her, how she was brutally killed in her apartment because the police were told, well, those black folks have drugs. So they were given a no-knock warrant and told to go get the drug. Yep. And were we found. At all. And yet this young lady no longer has her life. Since all of this started, the number of black lives that have been lost has actually doubled because of the protests. Right. And the police community are obliged to protect property. That status quo. I've been pulled over more times in the last four days that I have the entire four months of the Corona, and if you remember Joey, when the Corona started, my my battle cry, well, let's bring some joy back into this. Let's bring some joy back into this. Yep. And now I'm the guy. that's like, black folks, stay your ass at home so you don't get shot. I don't want to be. I don't want to be that guy. I don't right. want to live that life. If you want to help us. Make sure we can get out the house without being shot in the ass. Yep. That's how you help us. Don't scream into the wind. Scream into the ears of the people that can actually make a difference. When I'm when somebody like me is getting pulled over, don't look, point, laugh, and keep driving. Make sure when I'm drug out of my car, I'm not, I don't get a bullet in the neck. That's how you make a difference? I've had to have the discussion as a father this week. I had to tell my child, if the police try to question you and there is no ground, run. Find the nearest large group of white folks. Maybe 1% of them will give a crap. That is not a world I'm happy to live in anymore. Yeah. So, yes, you guys are 100% right. Something needs to give. Something needs to change. If you can't do it on a large scale, then do it on a small scale. Everybody on this podcast, everybody listening to this podcast has at least one black friend. Have you checked on them today? Did you know if they're okay? Did you check on their mental well-being? Yeah. <sighs> that is what makes a difference. That is Absolutely. how people survive. That's how we as a people will get past this, by doing actual work the point of phrase from morgan freeman in one of the greatest movies ever made it's time to kick in like men and that is what i have to say i don't yeah I, uh, I mean Hawk, i've been
5: i've been thinking about you a lot lately and every I mean, all my friends that are people of color it's just like like you said it's not it's up the time to be quiet about this kind of thing. It needs to be, you need to be screaming at the right people, not just posting the hashtag that, you know, your white friends will see and go, well, they care. Like you need to prove that you care at this point. So,
2: yeah. And I just, <laughs> I wish you, I wish we had better sound quality. Cause I hope everybody heard every word that you fucking said, because <laughs> again, it's Yeah. That's where we're at. And you know what? I think on that note, that's where we end this fucking podcast. I don't think we do the rest of this bullshit because nothing else matters until we fix lives being lost in our own communities. So that's going to wrap us up for the pop goes the culture podcast. Be sure to check back in pop goes the culture.com fanatics and the fan.com way Uh, be sure to check out all of those in the coming weeks. And again, Just fucking take care of each other, man. Just check in, like Hawk said, check in with the people that you know. Check in with your black friends. Check in with your black family. Check in with the people who are hurting. Check in with the people in your community that have the COVID. I've unfortunately know too many of those personally now um, because the numbers are up because people are being stupid. So just take care of each other, man. If you get nothing else out of this, take care of everything each other if you cross paths with a person this week fucking take care of them that's your responsibility now if you know somebody if they live under your roof or not if you're at the grocery store and there's a fucking there's a person in the same aisle as you it's your responsibility now to take care of that person so take care cheer, of each other.
3: cheer them on yeah,
2: yeah take care of each other if yeah, you're cool. Exactly. Whatever you are, whatever you're doing, that's your job now. That's all if that's all you accomplish this week. If the only thing you accomplish this week, if the only thing you get out of this podcast is that you're gonna take care of one person that you come in contact with, then fucking take care of each other. Cause that's that's the only thing that matters right now. So for my co-host, this is Joey Mills checking out on the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. We'll catch you back here next week. Until then, be safe, be careful, take care of each other. See you later. Bye.
6: Peace. Hey. Peace.